good afternoon and welcome to another VSA Capital Technology and Transitional Energy podcast, uh, hosted this week by myself, uh, Phil Smith, a technology analyst, and I have a guest with me, uh, David Scriven, as uh, Andrew Monk is currently away on business. Um, David, welcome to the podcast, and um, I think that you are going to give us a bit of a view of what's been happening in the US markets, in particular this week in technology. Indeed, Phil. Great to be with you, and thanks for that introduction. And yes, I just may just quickly start off with the economic stats, because in the US we had fourth quarter GDP, which was revised to 3.2 versus 3.3. Inventories were revised down, and inflation was revised higher. But the key thing today was, of course, the keenly watched Fed personal consumption data, which is out with core deflation at month over month at 0.4 versus 0.2 and year over year at 0.24 versus 2.6. This is the fastest pace in nearly a year, thus supporting policy makers' patient approach to cutting interest rates. Now, US markets are moving higher, likely, I think, on the fact that the data was very much in line with expectations. But let's get into the the core of this podcast with tech and transitional energy and start um, in tech land and and those lands. So, the SOX is making a new all making all new all time highs, and while names like Nvidia and ASML are likewise, Micron Technology MU is shy of that achievement. But I sense it could be on the cards for them now going forward. Analysts are raising memory market estimates driven by better ASPs on both DRAM and NAND and strong demand in high bandwidth memory, HBM. MU is ramping up its HBM 3E in early calendar 24 and is well positioned to capture strong demand in AI accelerated computer server deployments. Now, a long way off its all-time high is Western Digital, but the company expects strong pricing gains as the year progresses on tightening supply situation and a recovery in cloud demand. Looking at the ETFs, which is an area that I've often commented on and in each tech sector, the cyber security ETF has seen a pullback, but recently regained a 50-day moving average buy signal. Brokers are turning a little bit more positive, optimistic, following Palo Alto's weaker-than-expected earnings guidance and the CEO's comment that clients were showing signs of spending fatigue. Now, technology officers may have to put up with this as they will face rising costs due to the growing risk of an attack and the complexity of the threat. And US regulations, new regulatory rules require material cybersecurity incidents to be reported and what measures were taken. In the AI ETF, it recently made new highs and we've chatted a fair amount on AI. So I will only highlight that Microsoft's announced partnership with Mistral, whose latest AI models are available to customers of MSFT's Azure Cloud, is being analyzed by the EU's watchdog the founders of Mistral are Arthur Manche, who worked at Google DeepMind, and Guillaume Lamb and Timothée Lacroix, who worked at Meta. 
The Clean Energy ETF looks range-bound in a low end of a five-year price trend. However, in solar, the first solar has risen on a strong quarter and record backlog. Next year's forecast for EPS for the company and operating income have analysts at the low end of their ranges. Bloomberg NEF expects solar installations to grow 15% in 2024. And in the US, which is the second largest market with 35 gigawatts of solar modules in the world versus China, who has 269, in both residential and utility markets, and the IR supports the build of solar by making tax credits available. In wind, Allstead has picked a Maersk veteran, Trond Wesley, as CFO as it navigates its turnaround plan. And in EVs, Tesla is moving higher as Apple pulled the plug on its self-driving car project and Elon Musk providing an update on the new Tesla Roadster. In Bitcoin, the spot ETF is seeing large volumes. On Tuesday, there was 240 million inflows just on the day alone. And it's poised to test an all-time high of 68991, which was achieved in November of 2021. Traders are active in Bitcoin ahead of the April halving event, a process that takes place every four years in which the rate at which tokens are released is cut in half. Supply of Bitcoin is limited to 21 million, of which 19 have already been mined. And finally, in the ETF world, the battery value chain has recently crossed a 50-day and 100-day moving average and looks like it wants to test the upper end of a five-month range. Some of the constituents, Pilbara, for example, say that interest in lithium has picked up recently. I've just recently mentioned Tesla, another constituent, and HD Hyundai Electric recently gave a very upbeat 2024 guidance. While not in the constituent, while not a constituent of the ETF, Infinity Energy Systems, IES, our corporate client, announced that Evadura will manufacture Mistral VBFs to to fulfill orders it intends to secure under the terms of the existing reseller agreement targeting 255 megawatts per hour. Evadura will purchase sell stacks directly from IES and will pay IES a royalty fee based on a percentage of the sale price of any Mistral product sold by Evadura. Additionally, to address new opportunities in the 200 to 500 megawatt hour size range, IES has already announced the need for strategic funding and gave an update that states that discussions with these parties are at an advanced stage and that they should be in a position to conclude an agreement with one or more of these parties within approximately four to six weeks. Thank you very much, David, and for the uh, yep for that input on 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 IES, um, and staying with the subject of uh, batteries. I don't know. Did you see the announcement this week that uh, Tata have confirmed that they are indeed going to build a gigafactory uh, in the UK for batteries, um, and it's hoped to have forty gigawatts of uh, final capacity when it gets built. Employ four thousand people, um, and the you know UK government's providing. Something like 500 million of finance towards this. But I think um, 
you know, it's it's such an important thing to have, you know, huge technology developments like that in this country, because what happens is they recruit in uh, lots of engineers and staff and they build up their skills, and they train them. Um, and, and eventually, you know, engi engineers that get experience in big operations like this go on often to form their own businesses. So I thought that was really good news. Uh, to see that uh, see that going ahead, and um, for the government to you know for strategic money to come into into the sector there, and batteries in the UK, and I guess you know sticking with automotive, um, I noticed that uh, AB Dynamics, the ticker is ADBP, uh, market cap four hundred twenty four million, had a trading update uh, this week uh, for the six months um, ending the 29th of uh, Feb. Um, it was an AGM trading update. Uh, AB Dynamics is a really interesting company. I mean, they produce uh, technology that is used to test uh, new vehicles. Um, and the sort of testing that they do, they have um, simulators, they have robotic controlled um, vehicles that they will test out or with human drivers testing out new vehicles. They also uh, work on advanced safety systems, uh, things like collision avoidance systems and avoiding, you know, hitting humans for instance or motorbikes or whatever and so they have produced what are called soft targets to test test the cars out and they work with 25 of the global uh, car manufacturers and uh, tier one suppliers as well so really good presence in automotive the trading update that they have was uh, generally positive um, and they've said they expect to deliver first half revenue growth of circa five percent to 51 million pounds um, they've also stated that they're expecting improved operating margins as well uh, during the trading period. So that's good news. Uh, and they've got a very robust balance sheet and they're expecting ca in cash of £27 million. So I thought it was a pretty good statement from um, AB Dynamics uh, there for the AGM. Uh, another company that was uh, very active on Newsflow this week was um, Insilica. The ticker is ENSI. Uh, Insilica is an ASIC uh, design manufacturer, it's a designer. So um, an ASIC is an application-specific integrated circuit. So it's a, it's a custom silicon chip. So they will design the chip for specific customer requirements. Um, and they require, you know, they, they will get fees for that, like what called non-recurring engineering fees, NREs up front to do all the design work. Um, and then, then they have them fabricated and they sell those chips on. Um, so they reported the, the share price on Friday was 50p last week. On Monday this week, they had their interims, which reported their revenues were up. First off, revenues were up 11.5% to 9.6 million pounds. Gross margins were up from 42.5% to 43.9%. Uh, but the pre-tax loss uh, was slightly higher from 0.2 million to 0.3 million. But on announcing those interims, they said that they have secured a number of big contracts during the period. Um, one of those was um, it was an industrial ASIC, and they expect not to produce estimated revenues of 30 million over seven years. They were awarded a, a sensor contract to develop an ASIC for the mobility market worth in excess of seven million dollars, uh, and a mandate for a high-end telecoms ASIC chip with a contract worth up to 35 million dollars. So good news on contracts. Now the company already raised 1.56 million in December 23 to support new business. So on Tuesday, it announced it completed a placing to raise 1.1 million pounds at 50p. And on Wednesday, yesterday, it announced that it had won a $20 million US contract for a bespoke ASIC chip 
for a major US electronics manufacturer with revenues coming over 2025 and 2026. So a lot of news flow for Insilica and its share price, which started last Friday, closed last Friday at 50p. Um, today I was looking at it's about 69p. Yeah, well, hopefully that raises um, basically positioned them to capitalise on those really good, uh, really good orders. Well, exactly, and they also they also announced I missed out here, but they um, they secure R and D tax credits from HMRC because it is very development intensive, and um, they've received they just announced I think it was today or yesterday that they received final payment from HMRC of a tax credit was due, so that's bringing cash into the company as well to support growth because it is very engineering. Uh, intensive, but nice, uh, nice momentum there behind in silica. Um, and in terms of company results, that about it. Um, there's not been an awful lot out in terms of specific news on companies this week that I've seen, David. No, no, I, I would agree there. And I just um, one of the things I was just looking at when I was mentioning uh, MU and um, Western uh, was to try and have a look in the AI space of other people in the food chain, if you will. Um, you know, so if you're looking at semi-supply, also software products of maybe data centers, data centers utilizing AI to look at some of the names that haven't all hit the headlines and maybe take into consideration also names like Intuit, AMD, Cadence Designs, Applied Materials, and uh, various others where you might get a bit more uplift, if you will, as opposed to the great one we've already had in some of the names that we've talked about. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really interesting approach um, in terms of investment because M MU is Micron and its memory devices. And of course, AI it's very, involves a very intensive computing processing, particularly parallel processing, and the data is getting switched constantly between the memory and the processor. So it's very good for the memory markets. But I also saw um, yesterday Segro, UK, uh, listed property companies has raised nine hundred million pounds. It had been out to the market asking for eight hundred million pounds of investment. It was oversubscribed. It's raised nine hundred million, and this is to invest in data centres, property data centre related properties. So again, looking around AI, you can see see there's wider growth and spin off. And we we talked last week about Rolls Royce, uh, Rolls Royce, a big producer of uh, diesel gensets. Are very very well established. They've supplied something like fifty thousand. I think they quoted over a good number of years. But they saw a well, no, that's four year results. Someone will correct me on that. But uh, they saw something like sixteen percent in um, growth in diesel genset demand. Their power business, again, all related to data centers and growth in demand. You know, for processing power within the data centers and, and related to IT. So it's always, yeah, it's a very interesting tack to take is to look at those around the whole ecosystem that are likely to benefit from the overall growth, you know, and it's beyond beyond NVIDIA, uh, which is at the core of it. So, yeah, it'd be good to, good to potentially look further than that, I think, David, next week, actually. Yeah, and also, I mean, you're the experts, you can correct me on this, but I think also with all these data centers, you look at cooling systems. Yes, you do, <laughs> actually. Um, and there is, yes, there's a London data centre exhibition is is just coming up very shortly. And I was looking through the invitee list to that. And there are a number of cooling technology companies that, that will be attending. 
uh, that technology expo. So yeah, always take a wider look around something that's under, you know, is, is undergoing structural growth, which AI quite clearly appears to be undergoing you know, longer term structural growth, but it's a very interesting uh, you know, investment approach to take. Good stuff. There we are. Benefit of your wizened years, David. Well, listen, thank you. And mine too. Thank you. Very, <laughs> thank you very much um, to, uh, for listening in to, uh, to the podcast this week. Sorry, it's a little bit short on company announcements, but nothing we can do about that. Um, but as you know, as always, and as Andrew says, if you've got anything you would like us to discuss or, you, or anything you feel we've missed this week, then feel, you know, feel free to, to get in touch with us. Um, and other than that, well, we look forward to uh, chatting again next week. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. This podcast has been produced and edited by VSA Capital. It is intended for information purposes and not as investment advice. The information is intended for recipients who understand the risks associated with equity investments in smaller companies. Please do your own research and do not rely on a single source when making an investment decision. VSA Capital may derive fees from this content and seeks to do business with the companies mentioned.